What's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Malty Goodness. I'm Chris, one of your hosts, sitting next to Kyle. Yes, I said sitting, by mm-hmm. the way. Sitting mm-hmm. next to the man who is not a bit wee heavy, even though COVID, oh, COVID has, treated, has treated you well over the thank past you. year. Thank you. Thank you. Kyle Banky. Kyle, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. I'm ready for some beer, Chris. We got a really cool episode. Yeah, we definitely do. I, I agree. I'm ready for beer. It's I, I as I'm sitting down here ready to record this episode, I was like, wow, this is going to be really good because I try to not drink mm-hmm. beer as, as much on the weekdays mm-hmm. right now because I mm-hmm. realized 2020 did not treat the, the beer belly mm-hmm. good. So anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I, I'm super pumped to drink beer because it is a weekday. It is. But um, before we start talking beer and tell you about what we're going to be drinking today, because of course, like always, we have a great episode planned, yeah. but a very specific episode kind of planned. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, remember, you can step to date with all things multi goodness on our website, multigoodness.com or on Instagram at multigoodnesspodcast, or hey, even on Facebook at multigoodness. Remember, we like to hear from you, so feel free to reach out to us. We we want to get some feedback. Yeah. Um, we we have a lot of different styles coming at you this season. We feel like it's one of those things that we want to make sure we kind of get a chance to to show you, including yeah. today's episode of One of Many. So yeah. if you know anything about the styles we're doing today and want to comment on it, or hey, want to suggest the style to us, for Ooh. example, because that's Ooh. something I feel like we're we're always looking for. Is you know yeah. we we've done these beers around the world episodes and whatnot, but we're always looking for suggestions on kind of where to go next with that. So yeah. we'd love to hear from you. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, also you can keep up to date with everything we have had to date on the show Ooh, I like at that. the beer list. Yeah. So, um, which is it's relatively updated. Should, Hopefully by the time this, this episode comes out. Should but um, today, yeah. So Kyle, why don't you um tell them what do, so what what are we drinking today, or at least in terms of style? We'll start there and then sure. kind of what's the reasoning, I'd say, before that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are doing um, an episode all about wee heavy scotch ales. Mm. We're, we're doing a lot of dark beers to start yeah. the season, but yeah, I'm okay yeah. with that. Other than the very first, you know, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it it fits well too because you know we're we're kind of that transition point between True. winter and spring, so it's still like let's True. do some dark. No, beers. I agree. I I think that there's. I mean. This is one of my favorite beers. I've talked about it. Mm-hmm. Styles I've talked mm-hmm. about it before. Scotch ales being the thing. We're not doing drafty kilt on the We're show not. today, by the We're way. Not. Just their, if listeners are tired of hearing about that. But um, yeah. Um, but I think this style in general, there's a reason why we're doing it. And yeah. there's a reason why we're recording when we are as well. Yes. Yes, we are. Uh, we are doing this style because we are releasing a beer that we brewed with uh, Social Fox Brewing out in Norcross, Georgia. Um, and if you follow us on Instagram, you would know that you would know. Um, but we're doing this episode uh, the, today because next week we're going to do an extra special episode, yeah. which will be more of a live kind of short form um, in depth on a very specific beer, mm-hmm. um, the, the one that we brewed. Well, and, and we brew, obviously we brewed the one with them, but also yeah. we have some variants that we yeah. did on that exact same beer that we want to make sure we we're kind of surprised by just as much. We want to make sure we have a good idea of what our base beer tastes like. And yes. this kind of kind of do a comparison so we can kind of really know exactly how much better our beer is yeah. than all the competitors out yeah. there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so we have four different we uh, we heavy scotch ales today and we're going to end. End with our beer. Okay. Um, just the regular version of our beer. And then we will have some variants next week. And we also know that we've been tending to run long on a lot of these recently. Yeah. So don't be don't be scared. We have four beers, but we're going to we'll get through them. Make sure we have a chance to kind of do some of the highlights. But yeah. We'll keep as much of our dad jokes and we'll keep the witty eh. banter. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. We we'll can't promise anything. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> what are we drinking first? We're going to kick off with uh, one from Wisconsin, of course. Uh, this is from Whole Hog Brewing, which is a... a 
a label owned by Stevens Point Brewing mm-hmm. Company. Um, and this is like their kind of like premium level beers that they tend to do. Um, they, they've bought these recipes back a long time ago. They they tabled them for a really long time and then they're bringing a lot of them back out. So this is uh, Lord James. Their wee heavy scotch ale rings in at 7%. Okay. Um, Which and, shockingly yeah. is the lowest one of all it the is. ones we're doing today. It so. is. Uh, 12 ounce bottle. But let's go ahead and just crack into it, Chris. Cool. Yeah. Ooh, that sound. You may hear a little bit of squeaking and some barking because Finn's hanging out in the other room. <clears throat> That's all right. He's yeah. he's here to he's here to chill. Drop Don't worry, Peta. We're not giving him any of the beer. So while Kyle, while Kyle is looking for that, I'm just gonna make a reference to say that you know it, I love that Kyle brought this beer back from Wisconsin because it actually. You know, I don't even know if he did it on purpose or not, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is perfect chance for us to kind of, we knew that we were going to be doing the collaboration with Social Fox. So we said, hey, let's, let's dig into the style a little bit. So, and not only that, but because this one is 7%, I feel like it's a perfect one to start with because, Mm -hmm. because we're focusing on we heavies, which particularly as we kind of read before the show are the the heaviest version of the scotch style Stannis yeah, yeah. ales. They, they seem to classify them. Six and six percent and up. Yeah. Basically is where this this sits so have you had this beer i have Chris. okay and we have had whole hog on the we show have, before this is not the Casper, first yeah. their white yeah. stout which was very good if i mm-hmm, remember correctly mm-hmm. so um i'll let you i'll let you dig in i'll let you lead on this one sure because i've i've had it and uh sure see what you think. so so first of all my my thing you know looking at it in the glass i mean i love the look of it in the glass it's it's a little it was a little surprising in the glass for me because even yours is a perfect example of it's very effervescent mm-hmm. which i did not expect to see i don't want in just because I've maybe had about four or five in the style category before of we heavy. I don't yeah. remember them all, but I just remember that um, they don't aren't usually that effervescent. So not yeah. nothing necessarily is say is wrong with that, but um, I also definitely like my colors too. That's true. I mean, mine was very effervescent, not as effervescent. Like the bubbles aren't sticking to the side the same as yours are. Yeah. So we're not drinking this out of the official glass though. Are we, we are not. It is a thistle glass, which I don't have. Those we had to look that uh, up. So yeah, um, I don't think many people in the States do. It seems to be a traditional Irish glass. I've yeah. seen it on like one wee heavier scotch ale I've ever had before. I saw it on like the, the label. Yeah. And I couldn't even tell you which it, one it hey, is. Hey, I will say this. If you are listening to this right now and you have a thistle glass, uh, reach Bravo. out to us, comment, comment on our post, say, hey, I have one, or post a picture of something you're drinking out Don't of it. Don't try and send like it to, to us. It'd probably break. It'd probably break, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I love the the red, kind of reddish hue to this, which is kind of cool, um, which, as you're holding it to the light, it even looks kind of cool. It looks a little bit murky, yeah. kind of like murky brown water, yeah. but to me, it almost has like a that um, cherry color. When you talk about furniture color, it looks like cherry oh, yeah. a little bit. Like yeah, cherry wood. Kind of reminds me of that. Really, yeah, so um, the aroma, though. Ooh. Yeah. Lots of lots of like caramel uh, aroma. Um, yeah. Very very roasty, but like uh, like lots of sugar too. Um, yeah. You you can smell it. Right I'm on getting it. a um a pecan praline chocolate yeah. pecan yeah. praline. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I feel like I've had that combination before, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely getting a lot of chocolate on the aroma, but a different type of chocolate, like a cinnamony chocolate. Yeah. Some, like a Mexican hot chocolate kind of flavor, which mm-hmm. is something not something you normally get, but it definitely smells super sweet for sure. Yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you go ahead oh, and yeah. taste it, Chris? Because, you know, we do have some beers today, more than three, which we haven't done in a really long time. We said time. we were going to keep it shorter, I yeah. should say. So, so. Um, mm. God, it is it is really delicious. Uh, it's got a really nice uh, warmth to it almost. When I drink it, I, I just get this like, ooh, mm. you know, uh, like I mm. shrug my shoulders a little bit like Elf. Like, ooh, I love syrup. Um, um, speaking of, yeah, it's, it's yeah. very, so the sweetness, Look, I say it doesn't carry through as much as I thought, which is good. You're right. On the aroma, it smells like it's going to be very sweet and sugary. 
the malt carries through really well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just straight up. It's a well executed, either yeah. heavy Scotch ale. This is kind of like right between the line between like that next cla- class down the, the export, but it's definitely in you know, a wee heavy in my opinion because yeah. of like the the thick visc- viscosity to this mm-hmm. one. It definitely kind of has that wee heavy esque. So I, I see this is definitely a wee heavy. Do they call it that? Yes, yeah. they do. Good, because it is. Um, yeah, nuttiness comes through. It's almost like a more of like a hazelnut kind of flavor yeah. that comes through on yeah. the, on that one. Yeah, so. it uh, it it reminds me a lot of like if you um, made a piece of toast, put a little Nutella on it. Nutella. You know, you get that yeah. nice like kind of like bready kind of flavor, mm-hmm. and then you get the nice like hazelnut chocolate kind of spread on top. Mm. For sure, so and good. and I feel like something that they did really well, which I didn't, I, I wasn't sure to expect. We kind of again, we we actually did a little bit of research before yeah. the show mm-hmm. today. Wow, seemed what we read is that there's definitely a you know on the style itself, like most beer, it started you know back in the day. I'm not going to go through the full history yeah, of it, yeah. but it seems like the American. There's a line in the sand between how the American style has developed over time mm-hmm. and how the original Scottish ale yes. has kind of come to be known. Um, and what I like about this is that the, even though this one is a high IBU beer, they seem, it doesn't seem overly bitter, which is really, yeah. which is really good. 76 IBU on this. Which is surprising, but yeah. I don't get like hop flavor mm-hmm. as a, a distinct, like I can pick yeah. it out. It's very no, well sure. balanced with the, with the, uh, this one just, grain. it doesn't like, again, I'm going to mention drafty kilt one more time. Yeah. It, whereas drafty kilt, and that is a scotch ale, so it's a little bit lighter, not too yeah. much, but it is. That one definitely is more of like an American style because it is a little bit bitter, a little bit more bitter. It's yep. This one just tastes European in my opinion. So I think that they did a good job of probably hitting more of like that that European style of a Scottish ale. Mm-hmm. Um, smooth, balanced, kind of more like almost borderline lager-esque yep. in a way, in the way it's done, just to keep it done get too much of like a harshness on it so yeah uh let's go ahead and jump into label design chris mm-hmm. this is, they they kill the labels um i in my opinion i really i really mm-hmm. like their labels um 12 ounce bottle they have the turtleneck on top uh with their whole hog logo and they swap out they do, they do like this really cool uh branded kind of illustration for each beer that they do this one is a uh like a scottish hat yeah. Um, okay. Which, I see is, which is yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and they put it on top of the beer, and then also on the on the turtleneck, they put it up above their whole hog uh, label as well. Um, but on the bottom, um, they do some uh, perpendicular text to the bottle, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Um, Lord James, we heavy Scotch ale, twelve ounce, seven uh, percent, and then they have a nice little picture. Too. Yeah, they kind of and they kind of yeah the picture of the the Scottish bagpiper mm-hmm. looks like I'm sure he's wearing a kilt, even though we cannot yes, see we his bottom half. Yeah, or nothing. <laughs> or that's true i'm not gonna judge hey you may be out in the out in the fields well we'll draft you probably but yeah the, yeah i definitely like the fact that they use the the kind of the one chromatic um the yep. unichromatic um color red, yeah. yeah throughout with white obviously yep. that's not really a color it's yep. kind of a neutral color here and also the yeah the cap i was gonna say reminds me of an old school golf cap which yeah. if you know much about golf it actually originated in, in that yep. part of the country and in, in the highlands so it actually makes complete yeah. sense to me um yeah no i i like the label so we're obviously we're, we want to make sure we get through all our beers yeah. today, but yeah, let's talk a little bit. Let's go ahead and just go right into it. I want to yep. rate this beer. Yeah, I, I it, we're it's going through our glass really quickly, it which is. tells me it we is. both hate it a yeah. whole lot. <laughs> no. Um, so even though we're not drinking out of the right glass, um, give me your thoughts. Which by the way, you did say this, but oh yeah, it's a twelve ounce can. Twelve. Hey, ounce by the way, did you know that today is the first time ever on the show that not a single one of our beers is in this is the same serving size? Yes, and we're doing four nice. beers. Let's go. Interesting. Not same. Yeah. yeah. Not same serving size or uh, vessel. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting. Obviously, mm-hmm. we have multiple cans and multiple bottles or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. So, give me your final thoughts first. I know you've had it, but yeah. I'd still rather. Chris, I'd rather uh, I'm gonna go. F- 
I'm going to go four, seven, five. I don't find a lot wrong with this beer. There's, there's, it's, it's super well balanced between that really high IBU with the, with the nice sweetness. It's got a really nice balance to it. I love the label design. The one thing I would ding it on is the, the, and it's, it's out of their control from some standpoint, but the fact that it's not distributed across the United States, yeah. um, that it is kind of local and in the in the Midwest. Um, if they could push it out, I I think this this beer would be killer. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people would enjoy it. But yeah, I'm gonna go four seven five. Yeah, and I'm I'm going back and forth on my rating on this one. I'm going to go with four point five, and actually I'm don't even have to speak much about it because literally yeah. I love everything about it. I do agree with you. Distribution, it's a little bit out of their control, unfortunately, yeah. but that is it. It's definitely there. Mm-hmm. Um. The other one I'm going to knock it for a little bit is on the aroma. While, yes, I love how sweet it comes off, Mm -hmm. it almost would turn a lot of people away. Unfortunately, like a lot of people would immediately smell this beer and be like, oh, it's going to be way too sweet and syrupy for me. But the the flavor is definitely not that. And so, like I said, it's going to be one of those things where while, yes, it comes across balanced, it's almost like from the get go, there's going to be people who don't necessarily um, like it. Yeah. But that being said, it's a fantastic beer. I mean, flavor is is, is spot on. I mean, Mm -hmm. literally, it's the type of beer that actually... Do you know if it comes in a four or six pack by chance? It comes in a six pack, nine ninety nine for the six pack. Shoot. Also comes in half barrels too. This could, this could mess <laughs> me. Quarter up. barrels. This could mess me up quickly. We didn't do the six pack test because yeah. I don't think that's one we're going to ask too many times today. Yeah. But this, this could mess me up because I could break out drink six of these yeah. relatively easily. Whether it's during a bonfire, or whatever. Yeah. But um, smokiness. By the way, it's not. It's missing a little bit of smokiness yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. That's the one thing. But four and a half, so super good beer. Yeah. Um, whole hog killed it. Lord yeah. James. Cheers. Cheers. Chris, we uh we are we're leaving the country. Oh, not not literally. Oh, no. uh, just 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 in a beer form. Um, okay, you you grab this one, and we've we've featured them before on the show. Ironically enough, yeah, we have featured them. You're right, as a beer on the world segment. I we think have, in yeah. season two, maybe. Yeah, something Sounds like that. About right. So, um, I did find this one though. That's true. The next yeah. two I found. Um, both of them at Greens, believe nice. it or not, which we haven't talked about in a while. Greens, great Greens, great times. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Greens is is becoming less of a go-to because I feel like yeah. we have to branch out. Some they still have some great finds, but we have to branch out from time to time. Yeah. So, but um, this one I thought was super ironic or ironic. Wow, that was not the right word. This one is super um, iconic for for them. Apparently, this is mm-hmm. actually one of their their leading styles that they put out. Mm-hmm. But it's also it's it's interesting to try because this one is. Einstuck Olgerd, which mm-hmm. is out of Iceland. Yes. And while this is a Scottish ale, mm-hmm. and they they call it an Icelandic wee heavy. Mm. So it's it's like their take, I imagine it's going to be an yeah. Icelandic take mm. on the style. Mm. So 12 um, ounce can. Actually, no, not a 12 ounce Ooh. can. This is what I was saying. This is nice. where it gets interesting. 330 milliliter, remember, European. Yep. So this yep. is actually an 11.2 fluid ounce there can or 330 milliliters, which is the kind of the common yep. small can size in Europe. So yep. um, it's great in the hand. Yeah, it, it really does. And it's interesting <laughs> when you put it next to like a 12 ounce can because it yep. is slightly shorter. You don't even notice. Like in the fridge, I wasn't even noticing the fact that they were they were actually shorter. Which so smaller can, you can fit more in the fridge, Chris. That's true. And I have already had this, by the way. So just like the first one you've <laughs> yep. had, this one I've had. And I luckily I, I put some time in the last few months before I, I picked this up probably like four or five months ago. It kind of ages well. So um, but let's go and open it. Let's get yep. into it um, and let's see what we're working with. Yeah. That sound. 
Oh, that's a nice crisp sound. Mm. Which, by the way, this one rings in at 8%. So 8%. this is a little bit heavier. I'd I think say. the rest of them are 8%. All 8%? Mm -hmm. yeah. I think so. It's a good sound. I forget I can't pour as high because... Yeah. We're splitting it. We're splitting it, but also we don't... I don't the, the can itself, have you ever noticed that like European cans, I don't know how much you've had, I say European beer. I did pretty also, good on Finn, that Also, Finn's hanging out in here. He just... That's all right. He wants to... He wants to get pit, but we're in the middle of drinking like some beer. These cans are always a little heavier. Just the aluminum or whatever yeah. they use in them just feels a little bit heavier. Yeah. So um this one look honestly looks, looks very similar. Pretty much looks the exact same as yeah. you're right, the last one. Maybe a little bit more head on this one than uh on the last one. Um, yeah, it's a little thicker uh foam. Um but yeah, it looks at almost identical coloring honestly it almost really identical. does yeah i would have almost wished we had saved some of the last one which i have a bottle at home yeah but no yeah, yeah <laughs> we, you do. we drank probably your last bottle today but yep, yep. um i can always get more chris oh yeah that's um true. but yeah it, it looks and uh and uh looks the it looks, same in looks the exact same to yeah. be honest now big difference in the aroma or not big, oh yeah but it's just a difference this one does not come off nearly as sweet um it definitely yep now the head, I will say though, the head's got kind of a nice lacing on mine. Yeah, well, and on yours. The, the effervescence, Mine's coming down just a the little effervescence bit, yeah. that I was talking about has has definitely gone away. Mm -hmm. I'd say, but the it's a nice kind of lacing to the the head retention a little bit. So, what do you get on aroma? Well, now as you've you've already gone in for a sip, cheater. No, I'm just kidding. No, I haven't. Oh, you didn't. No, That's true. I caught I, you, just, I caught you mid sip, yeah. or maybe I was. You were going nose deep in the glass. I was going nose so. deep in the glass. Which, by the way, what are you drinking out of today, Chris? Ooh, I noticed that. We forgot to mention it during yeah. the first beer. I'm drinking out of your uh, your point point uh, point. Why am I getting this wrong? Yeah. Point Brewing, Stevens yeah. Point Brewing yeah. glass. So awesome. I got a uh, a red the old OG Red Brick. Okay, um, I see what you did. Got this when I first we switched. I was going to say. Wisconsin. I, I see what you did Georgia. there. Yeah, I like it. Um, uh, but yeah, it it, it does come across. Uh, a little bit more clean as as far as the flavor uh, or the flavor the uh, the aroma. Um, there's there's not as much sweetness there, um, but you still get some of that nice backbone of the malt uh, coming through. Um, mm -hmm. But it, but it it does smell a little bit more balanced as far as like the aroma goes on on this one. Well, there's not as much on the aroma. Correct. I'd say is really what it is. There's more. It's definitely more clean. Like you sometimes yep. get out of a can, I, and that's the other thing I was I did like about the the one the um, Lord James is literally yep. the fact that it wasn't a bottle. I felt like it was perfect for that style. Yep. Um, I don't want to say that this is not good in a bottle, but yep. it's just it's sometimes you're going to get a little bit more of that um, aroma builds as it's in the bottle than maybe in a can. Yeah, I think this this just sets the expectation a little bit better um, than Lord James did, uh, only for the fact of the sweetness uh, from the aroma. Mm. Flavor is really interesting. Whoop. Finn's trying. That was to... Finn. He just headbutted the table. <laughs> Finn's wanting to join us on this episode. Mm. Which one day, when when Finn learns to talk, he will get to he, be on the show. Yeah. Correct. He'll when he gets us, old enough, he'll give us he his, gets his voice. Yeah. So so flavor on this one. I'll go ahead and dig in. Is is very different than Lord James was. Yeah. Um, the first of all, I get a bitterness right away. Mm -hmm. When I say bitter, it's like a roastiness, not a yep. bitterness. There, this one, it, it doesn't necessarily come across as smoky per se, but this is a little bit smokier probably, but more of like a roastiness to yeah. it. Uh, more, maybe even like a toasted malt that they used of some sort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it, so it's not like peaty. It's not that like traditional smoke that you typically get from like a scotch. True. Um, it's, it's just more of a, more of a depth as far as the green goes. And, and I'm just looking ahead a little bit at the can here. It says it's a Scottish ale brewed with angelica root Ooh. and smoked Icelandic barley. Okay. So the, I'm, I'm assuming that those, obviously they source locally on this one. So I'm not, I don't know much about Angelica. Yeah, um, I don't either. Listeners, if you know much about Angelica, please do write in and let us know. Uh, 
But I'm wondering if maybe that kind of herbalness a little bit that comes mm-hmm. through in the bitterness, which again, by the way, I was reading a little about the history of Scotch ales and, yep. and our wee heavies. And, and it's interesting because before hops existed in the Middle Ages, they used um, group beers were like the, the kind of the origin of these beers. And it was used like herbs were really used as that like bittering agent yeah. beer. Okay. And so, I mean, the, the fact that this uses Angelica root, I kind of appreciate the fact that it seems to be using some sort of root as opposed to maybe yeah. the hops. But yeah. Um, I don't know uh, the IBU on this. Um, we, we can did, look. We did, did look up the other one, but um, yeah, it does co- come across like I can feel like I taste the hops just a slight bit more. Um, and, and and like I said, I don't. I don't know much about. I want to say I looked up Angelica root because I actually did. I purchased this in a six pack. It came nice. in a six pack. Um, and I finished all the other five. Or did I give you one? I might no, have, no, okay, good. Not. Okay. So I finished the other five and, and they were very good, but I want to say I looked up Angelica one night after probably three of these. Um, and I'm sure I read all about it and just couldn't tell you what it is. So, <laughs> um, the IBU unfortunately is listed as NA on, Ooh. which again, I'm, I'm going to go. Oh, wait, by the way, on, untapped, it actually does talk about it. It's a fabled herb used by Vikings past. So okay. I'm thinking that this maybe follows a, a kind of that traditional path of not using hops as strongly, but maybe using the root to provide the little sure. bit of the bitterness, the counterbalance of the sweetness. So I will say that this one just doesn't come across nearly as sweet. Like, yeah, I know we mentioned we were talking a little bit about the malt bill, but I, I feel like that that roast the smoked Icelandic malt or barley is coming through a little bit. But um, I would agree. Um, but overall, I think it, it also mimics the aroma a little bit more. It, it, it is pretty clean as far as the flavor goes to, mm-hmm. um, like I'm not getting anything overpowering anything else, but it is slightly a little bit more bitter. Sorry, I'm just doing them. Mm. Yeah, there is a, there's definitely, yeah, I agree. It's not overpowering by any means. It's just, it's, there's definitely like a, a flavor profile coming a little bit from that herbalness. So it's probably the root or maybe I'm just reading it. So that's what maybe, it tells me. Yeah. So, um, which by the way, so I just, again, what's, we'll talk about the can, but before we do, mm-hmm. I'll kind of read that. They give a brief little, um, synopsis on the side. I just happened to read the second sentence here, which this says that, um, there is a Viking history between Scotland and Iceland. So okay. that's kind of why I felt like, I feel like they maybe took a more Viking approach to it since Einstuck, if you ever have seen their label design, yep. we've talked about it, has that Viking on the front. Um, their brewmaster actually studied in Edinburgh Ooh. where he carefully surveyed the local craft. So that tells me that obviously there there was a link there that wasn't just because they just felt like making a different style, which is perfectly okay for any brewery to do. But yeah can yeah i love this can as well um it's their it's their traditional uh kind of style that they do they got the viking logo in the 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 top centered um einstock underneath it the beer name underneath that nice little axe cross at the bottom Mm -hmm. nice little uh touch and then it it almost looks like a plaid kind of background tartan yeah like in a in a very um uh, denigrees uh what what's the word uh color family um Co- yeah. all of the well the, the tartan yeah, yeah they you know how in scotland obviously the different you're right the different plaids yep. each family has its own plaid yep. um that they wear on their tartan which by the way this this is used it's almost i really like the color green by the way on this one not yep. only is it like a tartan um plaid green it's like or it's like a teal kind yep. of um gosh what is the it's like a dark teal dark 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 teal yep. that they've used for this and so i kind of really like it it's, it kind of comes across like um strong and powerful in a way but also being clearly Scottish, like I would look at this can and I would think immediately like a Scot- Scottish ale because when you think of Scotland, one of the things you think of is tartans. So um, 
Yeah, and, and so the can's obviously super good. The, the, I When we did them on the show, I don't think I realized that they were as their distribution as wide as it was, at least on the East yeah. Coast. Yeah, I, but would, I, I would agree. But because at the time, I think we had found those two beers we did on the show, or three. Two. Two. Yep. The, we found those two, and those were like the only two. But since yep. since we have done that episode, I don't know if you've noticed, I've actually seen them pretty much out and about like everywhere. Yeah, so. I, I've seen, I think, four or five of their styles now um mm-hmm. when i when i've gone out and checked uh for different things which yeah which for what it's worth usually that makes me think that maybe there's been a buyout of sorts but maybe from what i've seen with them there is not so i mean it's just literally that they're just doing a good job of getting into the the american market that could be a, a part of the distributors just getting kind of you know imported beer from different or different places into the country which is really good either way it's great um they've got their socials on the on the can by the way oh and it's a um laser or uh, yeah la- it's a um label it's not a stick uh, on label yeah yeah why am i blanking uh, on this shrink wrap no it's um, not shrink wrap uh, though <laughs> shrink it's the it's a laser printed yeah, can yeah, yeah, it's, it's whatever it's the screen printed that's what i'm trying there to say go. there we go so having trouble with words today yeah we are but it's okay yeah um do you want to just jump right into rating, Chris? Yeah, let's jump right into ratings, yeah. um, which I'll start off. So sure. um, love the can flavors. Again, I'm going to be a harsh critic usually when it comes to We Heavy, which, mm-hmm. by the way, Lord James, great job getting that 4.5. This one for me is like a 3.75. Um, unfortunately, I don't know enough about Angelica to know if A, I like it or B, what yeah. flavor it's bringing. I'm just assuming that's where the bitterness is coming from. It doesn't throw the beer off. I just kind of expected a little bit more maltiness on it mm-hmm. and I'm really not getting it. Like the sweetness is kind of a little bit too subdued for what the beer style should be. Sure. It's also sneaky at 8%. Like, it is. This one actually seems like it'd be a lower ABV than Lord James was. Yeah. So um, yeah, 3.75 is kind of what my gut's telling me. It's not okay. quite worthy of that 4.0 yeah. for me. But. I'm, I'm going to actually echo that. I'm going to do 3.75. I think... Uh, um, I, I, I think it's a really cool take on the style. I think they did some interesting things to it that, uh, kind of make it different than some of the other ones. Um, I, I, you know, I, I bounce back and forth between that kind of herbalness and the kind of sweetness. And I, I feel like personally, I enjoy the sweet kind of aspect of it mm-hmm. a little bit, uh, the sweeter aspects of we heavies a little bit more. Um, yeah. than I do of the the bitter style. So that's why I would kind of dock it. I, I do really like their branding. Um, I'm I'm really happy that they're they're uh, kind of expanding a little bit more and bringing yeah. more of the styles as well. Whereas um, we knocked uh, Whole Hog and, and yeah. Stevens on distribution. We can't say the same about Correct. Shuck, so Correct. Um, but yeah, uh, 375. Yeah, so. which also, by the way, I was reading a little bit more on tap. It gets a, gets a 3.69 on untapped. Okay. So it's, yeah. it's pretty good. Um, it, it looks like it's Birch birch smoked barley whereas i feel like scottish ales which i'm sure we'll talk about maybe on one of these next yeah. two we do a little bit usually peat smoked but these sure. are birch smoked so that's kind okay. of it sets it apart and they kind of work with a local distillery there and i'm vec i'm vec distillery in Gardebeer. so Ooh, nice. some interesting stats you always find yeah. out so interesting yeah. uh, to, i feel like i learn about geography of the country we or of the world whenever i'm doing these beers so yeah. this is a geography podcast this is not just a beer <laughs> podcast so get out your map yeah right. cheers to einstock yep. and uh Bullish Icelandic, we heavy. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Wow. Guess we don't know how they say. I, well, I'm always scared to break the glass. There we there go. go. That's how men <laughs> clean yeah. glasses.
So, Kyle, we've got another Wee Heavy. Oh, nice. Actually, this one might what? be more of a Scotch ale, to be honest. Okay. Oh, Scottish style ale, but it's an 8% ABV. So, so it is in that Wee Heavy Yes. So, I, can, I, I saw this one. So, this is actually going to be another one I got at Greens. Okay. A little bit of a wild card on this one because... Um, I, I don't know anything about this beer. It was literally the only one on the shelf. In fact, mm. do you know much about the pink and blue label? Mm-hmm. I think this is one that was a 50% off beer at okay. Greens. Okay. Um, so it actually might have a little bit of age on it. It's from Belgium. Ooh. So it's, I wanted, again, I wanted to try something a little bit different because yeah. it is a style that has, can be widely replicated, I feel like, in terms of, you know, just try it from a couple different places around the yeah. world. Other than Scotland, if you yeah. will, which ironically enough, none of the Scotch ales we have on the show tonight are from, from Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. So they're all other takes on it but um so this one is out of belgium from brasserie de silly okay. which is in silly it's literally spelled like silly i just yeah. i think it's not pronounced that way silly belgium <laughs> so um let's go this is in a uh, 330 milliliter bottle okay so again i told you we had three or yep. four very different ones so yeah um go and crack this one get into it and see what we're working with the neck have you noticed the neck's a little bit long on this yeah. One. yeah interesting. Yeah, yeah. i thought the bottle itself was uh, uh cool. q uh garth brooks long neck bottle <laughs> oh, gosh oh no that's never a good sight never a good sign but i can't even get the okay there we go there we go there wasn't much of a on that one no let's get into the glass i'll start with yours again i'm looking at the cap because there's some date info or at least something dated on it and i I can't see what it says i couldn't tell if that was date information or if that was what that was Ooh, that one it looks good going into the glass i'll give you that though man i think i over it is it is a lot darker than um the other two though it is it is very yeah, this, one, the glass. this one's more brown. And like when I say this is a wild card, I, I simply mean because I feel like depending on the age of this beer, which it shouldn't be, again, should not be too old because you can always tell about the age at some bottle shops because of how dusty they are. Yep. <laughs> this bottle was not dusty. So I'm like, okay, so it just well, must greens be. did just expand and they cleaned up a little bit. Yes, they did. They dusted so, it off. Yeah, very knows? much, which I'm the first one to tell you. I love a few dusty beers from time yeah. to time because sometimes you can get like a beer like this and all mm-hmm. of a sudden it becomes like a sour brown mm-hmm. ale, which is not the worst thing in the world. It's just, it's, it's not what it was <laughs> Depends on what you're looking for, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it definitely darker in the glass, a little yeah. bit less effervescent. Um, and that, you know, when you popped it, there was, there was mm-hmm. not a lot of carb there either. Um, so maybe maybe lost a tad bit of carb, but there there still is a nice little halo of of foam. Yeah, and I think what intrigues me about this one being from Belgium is the fact that I'm interested to see how this compares to a traditional Belgian beer. Yeah, in a way, like think like the the numbers family, the single, yeah. double, triple, and mm-hmm. uh, quadruple. Um, yeah. So this one, the aroma though, is it smells really good. Yeah, it smell has that sweet kind of backbone to yep. it that you expect in a Scotch ale. You do you do get that little kind of funky bite that you get from mm-hmm. like a Belgian yep. yeast uh, as well. Um, you do it, the date kind of like sugary kind of fruit. little raisiny yeah, type raisin. of. You're right, and a little bit of like that European beer smell. I like yeah. to call it, where it's almost like a um something about the way the bottling is and and keep in mind belgium has some really cool yeast and mm-hmm. the, there's just different environment that you they're working in a lot of times this one it, it smells like it could be a little oxidized like I, that's not normally something i'd say i just think i'm looking for it in this one sure. so that's the only reason i'm like thinking that but sure i don't know the the effervescence out there it still has good head retention okay yeah. there's you know how thick it is around the edges yeah but anyway it's nice you've had a sip so i did um it's definitely very drastically different than the last two. Um, it is mounds, leaps, oh, wow. bounds, mountain, uh, whatever you want to say, sweeter than the other two that we've mm-hmm. had so far. Yep. Um, it, it does have that nice kind of like date 
uh, dried fruit kind of aspect to it as well. But it's not like overpowering. And I still get a tiny bit of bitterness as well. Yeah. It's not like super duper over sweet. Um, so the hops, hops aren't lost. No, I, um, and I agree. You're right. It definitely does. I thought for a second I was getting an age on the bottle, but I cannot. Yeah, I know. It definitely is very different. I will say that I think some of that comes from the fact that this this beer is definitely at least three years old. Okay. Just based on yeah. it, if I'm guessing, because based on the flavor, you know, we, we've we've had enough beer, Kyle, yeah. if you couldn't tell. Have Listeners, we? how many beers have we had on the show at this point? Actually, we know roughly around that number. It's over 200. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. Um, Wow, we really had that much, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's it's got that that flavor profile. You can tell the base beer was definitely a Scotch ale. Yeah. Um, it definitely is like a Belgian twist on it because you're right; it comes across as a slight bit slight bit barnyard funky in a way. Yeah. Not like a sour ale. There's not really a lot of sourness to it at all. No, there's maybe a little bit that I feel like comes more from just the age of it than anything. Sure. Um, the malt's still there. The malt backbone's still there. A little bit of bitterness. You're right, coming over through like a hop, but. That uh, that raisin that we we picked out at first is definitely still there. Yeah, it it for sure is, and um, yeah, it, it I mean it it almost kind of feels like a very light, uh, in the aspect of like a wild ale. Yeah, um, just a little bit. It's got that like you said, like almost like that outdoor kind of like funk. Yeah, that you see a lot from um, open vent. Uh, yeah, beers yep. as well. That you I think see. a wild ale is a good way to describe yeah. it, which. A could wild be, Scottish ale could be foreshadowing on a future episode this season. Yeah, um, yeah. Wild. It, there's a there's an element to it that is almost. And that's why I said it was kind of like a wild card beer today because I wasn't yeah. sure what to expect. To be honest, 100. percent It's drinking pretty much exactly like I would have thought. I wasn't. I don't think that the Belgians are going to be known for making you know a, a true to style, 100 percent true to style, sure. um, Scotch wee heavy. Yeah, but. It is. It definitely tastes like eight percent. I'll give it that. Yep. Dark, you know, it wasn't. It it's does. not like the the um, Einstuck we just did, where it was a little bit didn't seem like that. This one actually seems like it's eight mm-hmm. percent. Sweetness is there. Um, yeah, not. I, I say not a lot to talk about. Just in, in terms of the flavor, it's it's about what you expect. That raisin yeah. comes through, kind of the date flavor. I will see. I can I can pick out. Um, you know, obviously had the other two so far and had many others before. Um, I definitely can still pick out that Scottish style kind of like we heavy aspect of the beer a little bit um mm-hmm. it's still got like that really heavily uh grained kind of uh feel to it as well so it it, it definitely is still there um i just think it's morphed a little bit out of this out of the style yeah. yeah and i agree and i and so some of that sounds like is on purpose others might not be which i'll give you a little bit of context here now looking okay. at looking at untapped um so it, it does actually say that it's lovely red color, which, by the way, this is the least red of the three beers we've yeah. done so far, which get, gives me reason to believe that there's some age on this one. Um, so they reference the red color that it should be. However, later on, it also says with complex aromas, breathe the scent of brioche accompanied by raisins, mm. fruit jam and fresh raspberry. Mm. So that makes me think that this flavor profile we're getting is actually what the beer is intended yeah. to taste like, yeah. which while it is very different than a scotch ale mm-hmm. like no smokiness i feel like i'm not no, getting not really at, all. at all um the nuttiness for me isn't even there Mm-mm. um they even mention in this description that it has impressions of honey and caramel by the way so mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. it's and prunes wow, yeah. really did list a lot of stuff <laughs> in this one um 
Yeah, no, I mean, so like I said, I feel like we're we're getting to taste the beer pretty much the way it. I don't think we're tasting too off of beer. Yeah. It's just it's very different. Yeah. Um, I think that this just goes to show that interpretations of beers are, you know, it's you let every brewery do their own thing. And I'm not I'm not gonna be the one to sit in here and say whether or not it's true to the style and it's a terrible beer because it's not true to the style. Like that's not my place. It's they they made the beer. It probably followed a very traditional Belgian uh, Belgian, um, Scottish wee heavy recipe. Sure. So therefore, here's where we end up. But since you're looking at it, you got yeah. it in your hand. Look, let's let's uh, talk beer label. Yeah, this is uh, this is the most uh, uh, left field uh, label I think we've had in a while. Uh, it's the most left field beer. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it is you know it is a weird shaped bottle, so they do have a front label, a back label, and a chest turtleneck because it's yeah. not quite all the way up on the neck but um yeah it's it's a little bit bigger of a it's turtleneck a, it's a dicky it's a dicky yes it's a dicky on a beer bottle. yeah um it's wearing a regular shirt but it put a dicky under it to make yeah. it look like uh-huh. it's wearing a turtleneck um but yeah it, it uses a lot of green almost metallic kind of shimmery uh gradient across the whole label um it's got some red kind of design at the top of it with some text as well and then uh scotch silly also is in text in the middle with great like name a, for a beer by the way yeah. considering you know that's the name of the brewery itself yeah. um so. and, a, and a nice like kind of emblem behind it in gold um it there is a lot going on um it does seem very uh not to be it, this is my opinion you can but, be blunt um it looks like word art yeah uh, it does like, i yeah. agree the the font they use for scott chili is kind of weird yeah. also it's interesting that the plaid they use at the very top of the label almost like just like a little peak of a, yeah. a different plaid like maybe the family plaid or something um it's like a red and green christmas houndstooth kind yeah. of design yeah, yeah, yeah reminds me of this whole thing kind of reminds me of that like metallic wrapping paper you oh see yeah out there around yeah, christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. very very uh interesting in a way i don't like the gold on green necessarily but i do like how they use that they put the label for the brewery behind yeah. the, the name of the beer so that's kind of cool yeah i would like to see what their other labels look like if they're all kind of very similar in style uh to this one if they do have like that kind of crest in the background and they do different colors or if it's all typically pretty much the same and they just kind of change out some of the wording um but it's definitely not my cup of tea as far as the labels go um, I do actually really enjoy the front back label. Um, that's something you kind of don't see a lot uh, on on beer bottles nowadays. Is I think a front this back. is a very Belgian thing to yeah. see the front and back, like yeah. the, and it's separated too. It's not like one big label. Correct. It's literally just the like you said, front and back. Yeah, which which I I really like. I I would like to see a few more places do that because then they could fit more either info or they can move some stuff around and free up mm-hmm. kind of some design. So yeah, it. And by the way, in the bottom left-hand corner of the label, it does say this is part of Global Beer Network. Yeah. Which makes me think that that speaks to how this one kind of gets distributed in sure. the United States. It's kind of a cool part. I don't know anything about Global Beer Network. I don't either. But obviously, it's kind of a cool idea if it is just the way that they pick up beers from around the world. Exactly what we're always looking to do. Yeah. And bringing them to the States. So that's that's kind of cool. And then the other thing I, I love is that they put their website on the back with their, you know, they have the Brewed by um, Brasserie de Silly gives their address and everything who imported it. But right under that, it has their website and it says www.silly-beer.com. Nice. So it's sillybeer.com. Sillybeer. So you too can check out this beer at Silly Beer. Um, Chris, do you want to wrap up with some final thoughts on this one? Uh, Yeah. So (sighs) this one's hard to rate because like I said, I, I, it's I don't know 100% know if we're giving it, if we're rating the original beer. So I'm going to rate this as if like we're somewhere in the middle. Um, and just being fair, three point, gosh, we don't give half. 
So it's either 3.25 or 3.5 in my opinion. I'm probably gonna go 3.25 because I gotta start being honest with my ratings. Sure. This isn't something I would drink a whole lot of. That sweetness is almost overpowering in a way. Yeah. Um, I would maybe like to, you know, if I'm ever in Belgium, which hey, you know, I've, I've been once before, so maybe yeah. I'll go again here. I, you know, I'd like to go to the brewery, check it out. I always like to check out breweries abroad. And, you know, it's one of those things I would love to try it like almost like fresh and a little yeah. to make sure that maybe we're just not getting the freshest one. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I love that I was able to find it at Greens. It was a good price. Yep. The single bottle, I think I ended up paying one ninety nine. Okay. That was because it was three ninety nine originally for a single bottle, and okay. it was half off. So, um, so I mean, like, it, it definitely does strike me as like a dark beer. I like being able to find beers internationally in other countries that are not just lagers. Sure. Yep. And so for that, I'm going to give them some credit. Um, don't love the label. Yeah. Obviously, it's not my cup of tea. Yep. It honestly doesn't even strike me as like a beer label. It almost seems like you said, like a kindergartner put it together yeah, in, yeah. in Word. Yeah. So. I, uh, I'll, I'll echo a lot of those same uh, comments. I, I'm I'm going to go 3.0, Chris. Okay. Um, only for the fact that I feel like based off of uh, it, it, we're fitting it into this box of this episode today. Yeah. And so I'm kind of framing it in that mindset of like a wee heavy scotch ale. And it it is it is a little bit different. It is a little bit too far out of that box for me. Um, and I and I absolutely do not like the label. It, um, yeah, it honestly, you know, what I'm weird. thinking about, you know, that you said it, it drinks almost like a quadruple mm-hmm. without that much ABV. Correct. Yeah. Um, and actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that's literally kind of what really what this style is drinking like more like it's almost like they tried, but they gave it a valiant effort. But you're right. They don't yeah. didn't quite get there with the, the style itself. Yeah. The I, color, uh, I feel like they did hit the color spot on because yeah. while, yes, it's not as red as the other ones, like it's these these beers are meant to be kind of like that hazy brown. Yep. And so yep. it definitely is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. I, uh, I, I still think, you know, it's relatively good um, yeah. because I do like uh, Belgian styles as well. Um, so. Uh, yeah. Cheers to the silly beer. Cheers, Cheers to silly beer. <laughs> and, and Scotch silly. So, Kyle, unfortunately, yep. we've come to that part of the show where we're on to our last beer. But, but it's but it's a good part. I was gonna say I feel like we probably saved the best one for last, we selfishly. Did. Yeah. Um, and hey, just like the last one was a new brewery, technically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is also a new brewery. Not yeah. to not really to the show. We've done a lot with this brewery Correct. up until now, but this is officially the first like solo spotlight on a show that we've actually gonna have yeah. one of their beers. Yeah. And it's again selfishly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the beer that we collaborated hey, with. It's okay. One. Um so this is Social Fox Brewing out of Norcross. Yep. This is Oot your face. Oot your face. Which we haven't talked a whole lot about yet. Yeah. Do we want to save it till next week where we really go into the name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's listeners let's save do your research save. if you want to, but otherwise we'll talk a we'll little, talk about a little it bit more next week. Release this beer, but yeah. so this is the the Scotch Ale that mm-hmm. that um again Kyle and I had the the pleasure of being able to brew with them. Um, yeah. It's eight percent. Yeah. Which I think that originally we were thinking we weren't sure if it was going to be a little higher. Yeah. We definitely knew it wasn't going to be lower. We we obviously. Yep kind of talk to them about the malt bill and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, again, I feel like we'll go into maybe some specifics next week. Let's just sure. rate the beer and let's just open the beer and go at it right now. Yeah. Like it's literally any other Scotch ale. Yeah. Let's talk about the style. Let's see how spot on maybe we did it. Now that yeah. we've had the other three on the show today. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, this is a 16 ounce can as well. 16 ounce, so different than all the others. Yeah. Which by the way. Ooh, that was good. Social Fox has now officially started distributing. So they weren't for the first about year 
of their um, production, but they are now officially distributing in the market. They've got Gold Belt, which is their Blondale. I always get that right. Gold, golden Ale? Golden Ale. Golden Ale. That's like, it. Yeah. yeah, Golden Ale. Sorry, I don't want to mess that one up, guys. But it, it's their Golden Ale, but also Tumblefield, which is their Southeast IPA. So yeah. those are now officially out in distribution. The Tumblefield, I noticed, also comes in 16 ounce, and the Gold Belt comes in. Um, First 12 ounce can for them. 12 ounce can. Yep. So they kind of yeah. got a little bit of both. Um, but yeah, you can find that in the Atlanta area. And I imagine you'll start seeing it start popping up. It seems like they've yeah. partnered with a good distributor on this one. Yeah. You'll start You'll start seeing that in the Atlanta market. So yeah. Uh, the, the beer in, uh, in the glass is just like the last one. It's a, it's a lot darker, um, very effervescent, nice head. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. uh, very dark, very dark, um, but, I, yeah, but I, I, very I red when you hold it up to, True. The, to the light. Now that you're putting, thank goodness, thank goodness you put it up to the light. And I kind of like that element of a scotch ale or we heavy in this case, um, is that this beer for all intents and purposes, just kind of in the shadows looks like it's going to be a brown ale or a, even a stout almost. It does look very dark, yeah. but then you're right. When you put it into the light and you see that red come through, like that's how, you know, it's a yeah. kind of that scotch ale style. So that's what I really appreciate. So, um, Mm, aroma let's go yeah uh very very malty and i'm and i'm not just saying that because because <laughs> you know we're goodness beer. um but very it chocolatey is very, very chocolate malt. very dark yeah. chocolate yeah. malty which i should know this because literally we were we we were there we helped put the malt in there yeah. i don't remember the exact malt bill we don't we didn't get the exact one because obviously we didn't want to completely yeah. step on social fox's proprietary toes correct um but i think there was a little bit of chocolate in there um vienna maybe as well mm-hmm. craig correct me if i'm wrong if you're even listening to this but yep. we'll talk to him we'll we'll get the exact maybe yep. malt bill next week yep. but um definitely like a dark chocolatey the aroma it doesn't necessarily come over sweet in any way no um definitely a little bit roasty though so that's yep. kind of a roast and and very like uh very clean like very to the point it, mm-hmm. it's roasty and then it's out um, as far as aroma goes, uh, Chris, I saw you just take a sip. I just took a sip. I as saw well. you take a sip as well. Um, I, I had a chance, uh, to, when I picked this up, cause I picked this up over at the brewery. Um, they have the Ucher face on tap currently. Um, and so I picked up a, a 16 er uh, to bring it home for the show. Uh, I, I did get to sample a little bit of it. Um, so I got a little preview, but I didn't like, you know, put my analytical nice like podcast hat on. I just mm-hmm. sipped it, enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it's definitely really complex. Really complex, um, yeah. I, I, I like that aspect of it. There's a very malt heavy area. There's a very chocolate heavy area. Um, you still get a tiny bit of bitterness. Yeah. Um, it's It's very well balanced. I was going to say, even going back to the aroma a little bit, I was trying to kind of, I always try and balance or bridge the gap between the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the flavor is, it's a little bit more bitter. So it's definitely, I feel like kind of what we talked about earlier with the style guide. It's, it's on the, like, I can't remember what the, we said the IBUs are. We actually, I think I dumped the hops in on this one. I could, so ironically yeah. enough. So yeah. I could not, can't remember. It was not, I think it was a, Tetanong. It was a German hop we used, so it wasn't anything crazy, but um, it, it wasn't meant to be the shining star, but it's definitely coming through. Like there's a little bit of a bitterness. Um, the sweetness isn't as high as maybe I would have expected it to be. Cause I mean, also remember like Kyle, we both had a chance to like try the, the work on this one. And yeah. so it was very sweet, obviously, and it, it's, it's always going to be. Um, but I love, you're right. The complexity is definitely there. Like it's, 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 viscous like i expected a style like this to be yep um it's not thin like the einstuck one i felt like it was and honestly well the last one we had was a little bit thicker but this is definitely the right like viscosity that you expect it to be yeah 
Um, I and, and I can't get over like how much malt is really crammed into this. I, I remember, you know, when we were there that day, we we got to scrape out the the uh, the, <laughs> <We know. laughs> the the uh, fermenter. Yeah. Um, when we when we were actually or uh, sorry, the brew brew kettle. Yeah. Um, and uh, it filled up what four 30 gallon yeah. jugs of grain which when we, they we, donate I mean, locally yeah which um, also do you remember it was a two hour boil it was instead of a, so typically brews only have about a one to one and a half hour boil um to just get it down to that right consistency you're supposed to have for beer this one actually had a two hour which is apparently standard for a lot of these wee heavies uh something you mm-hmm. learn every day thank you craig yep um which kind of gives it a lot of that complexity you get. You really get a chance to make sure you're kind of not getting rid of the water per se. I mean, that is part of what you're doing, but yep. you're also just kind of getting that base malt and some of the complexities of it down. The nuttiness is coming through, the smokiness, the yep. roastiness is all kind of coming through in my opinion. So that's that's awesome because obviously we helped pick the style that we wanted to yep. brew with them and, and it was kind of cool to see that it's coming through the way we want to, yeah. to be honest. Um, and the, I did the mouthwash test, Chris. There's a nice little caramel aspect, too, that comes out. Um, nice little extra kind of uh, toasted mm. sugar aspect that um, oh. I didn't didn't get on the jump. I really, yeah, I agree. And it's, I'm not, I don't necessarily want to say I picked up a whole lot more, but you're right. You definitely get like a, the nuttiness comes out in yep. it a little bit more. The sweetness is still the thing that I'll go ahead and tell you right now is I feel like missing a little bit from it. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know what? This is going to be a top seller for them. So they're going to they're yeah. they're going to they're going to hit that one. Something I will say about this and the foreshadowing or looking ahead to what we've got coming. Yeah, this would take really well in a barrel. I yeah. feel like this would be, I, I this would be so. really good. Um, the flavor profile is, is a good base beer for like you see different variants on Scotch ales. You don't see them sure. as often, but you see like, you know cinnamon cocoa is one sure. we've seen yeah. obviously around around here in atlanta mm-hmm. um you could add different flavor profiles and it would be very good for this beer it's yeah i i feel like they definitely i so it's been in the tap room now i think since when did they tap it december I think, yeah or, late december somewhere in december yeah. yeah and so social fox isn't big enough per se where they're gonna like sell out of a beer like the weekend you know that they release it so it's i, I feel hope. like I think it's probably I hopefully they have enough left for when we do the show with them because yeah. literally when we do the event, because literally this beer is good. And I feel like a lot of people this time of year with some of this cold weather mm-hmm. we've been having, this is the type of beer you want to drink. Yeah, which I'm biased. But. Yeah, um, I think it's very approachable from a lot of different perspectives, too, uh, even though it's eight percent. I think it I think it has a nice like sweet kind of like uh, multi body to it that a lot of people could pick yeah. up on without having to really, you know, uh see the eight percent and go i i you know nah this is but yeah when you say when you you say about the maltiness like this one comes from the other side which is like the the german side of i feel like influence on the scotch ales and Mm -hmm. a lot of thing where it's like this one is very malt based Mm -hmm. right not from a sweet perspective but it's just it's it's you can kind of get that grainy at like that grain flavor to it um yeah no so that that's super cool i'm glad the beer turned out really well I'm pretty happy with mm-hmm. how it's turned out. Um, I feel like this is something that obviously we're appreciative of Social Fox. The yeah. People do that. Well, yeah. like I said, definitely want to see people out there drinking this beer next week. This yeah. beer and all the other ones they have to offer. But. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I really think, Chris, this could uh, also go well with, with a little bit of adjuncts as well. Um, yeah. There's some sweetness maybe some thrown sweetness. in there. A uh, little, you know, a few other things here and there. I, I think Which, by the way, really I put well. this in my post about the about the the event we're doing at them but sure. also scotch ales are really good with barbecue yeah very 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 true so much so i'm craving barbecue right now mm. and i already had dinner but mm. um 
so yeah, th- these types of beers, they kind of bring out the, the savory and sweet. Cause if you think about like barbecue, for example, like foods, that's something we don't think about much when we think about beers is like the different like foods to pair yeah. them with really. Yeah. But like a beer like this is really versatile in the, the fact that it's going to bring out both, um, the sweetness, like the barbecue sauce is going to have a little bit of sweetness in it from like any honey or molasses used, um, because of like the savory bitterness you're getting off of this beer, but also, um, because of the sweetness of the beer, the scotch, you're also going to get, bring out really some of those savory notes like yeah. bacon, yep. be, you know, anything Pork. like real, yeah. Uh, yeah. meats are really going to come out really well with these types of beers. So we don't have a whole lot to talk about from a can design perspective Yeah, because this is a 16 ounce crowler. Te- yes. Technically. Yes. They fill it, uh, per order. Um, there. they, which is, I love that little machine they have there. So yeah, it's a really nice machine. Uh, really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Slap a nice little label on it, hand handwritten name, ABV and date on it as well. Yeah. Nice little touch. So I feel like what we crafted with them, and I don't want to take too much credit for this because we obviously didn't do too much crafting the recipe, but I feel like what we crafted with them was a American version of a Scotch Ale because it's, it's the, the bitterness is definitely coming through. Um, the yeast that was used was a, was a wee heavy yeast. It was a Scottish Ale yeast mm-hmm. that I remember... Oh yeah, that big the, pouch. The bubble, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that thing was that thing was fascinating to be honest. But um, yeah, no, the I think the beer we crafted with them is kind of on the American side of the style guide, if you will. Sure. Um, which is n- nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's just it's it's higher ABV. Yeah. It's I don't know, but um, I was looking on Untapped real quick to see what Ooh. it's getting. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I like this. Has thirty four check ins. Nice, nice. Yep. Um, four point two one. Four point two one. Okay. I will take it. Uh, any comments? Anybody? Let's anybody posting with some comments? Let's shout. Let's shout somebody out. Oh. If, if comments. <clears throat> Trey P says just the wee heavy, but placates the palate. <laughs> it's a lot of peas, <laughs> Trey. But no, I appreciate appreciate the. Uh, which by the way, Trey gave it a. Oh wow, where'd it go? Missed it. Always. <laughs> Hold on, I always lose these. Whatever, I'm still losing. Yep. Oh, here's another one. Um, super malty, low carbonation, a little heat from the alcohol, but fairly easy to drink. And that's CTR. That's his name. Yep. Gave it a 4.25. Nice. So I say I appreciate the love. Yeah. Um, again, we can't take too much credit no. for this. Where, no, we where's Trey's? I really want to find Trey's and figure out what Trey gave him. Or gave him, gave us. Whatever. It, it's getting good ratings. That's yep. all that matters. Um Obviously, it's super cool. Like, we can't take much credit. I feel like it's just, it's a good beer put together. Yeah. Um, so, definitely, if you haven't had a chance, check out Social Fox. If yep. you're not able to, if you weren't able to make it, yep. it's weird because recording a podcast where it's an event coming up in the next few days. Yep. But by the time but, this but gets released, it's posted, it'll anyway, be over. If you were not able to come out to Social Fox, definitely get out there if you're in the Atlanta area. Yeah. If you're not in the Atlanta area, get in the Atlanta area and yeah. come out to Social Fox. So, um, which yeah. by the way, Norcross seems to be a growing scene for, it is. for beers. Yeah. We've got it another is. one pop that just popped up here as yeah. well, right? Yeah, we did. Cultivation. Cultivation. So um, looking forward to trying checking yeah. them out. Anderby's right down the road, which we have not yeah. featured Anderby on the show yet. No, we have not. So, uh, no, we have not. No, we have not. Shocking. We've both uh, had yeah. their beer and we yeah, keep yeah. talking about it being good beer. But yeah. so, um, how do we do, Kyle? You know what? I, I this is we the won't part rate that, it. I'm not going to rate it yet, yeah, to be honest, because yeah. I want to make we, I want to have a chance to do our event. But just yeah. in general, how do you think we did? I, I think we did really well. I think it hits the style where it should be. It's got that nice multi kind of aspect to it. A little bit of sweetness, nice little kind of caramel notes as well. Um, it, it's it's got a lot of depth to it, um, and I think the eight eight percent really sits nice uh, on this one. I don't think it's 
uh, overly you know uh boozy i don't think it's under boozed i think it's i think it's sitting nice uh, yeah. uh and you know chris if i if i had a few of these i'd be oot my face oot your face yeah <laughs> well it's um, like yeah I, no i agree i mean it's it's not maybe a tradition like it's not a hundred percent spot on style wise yeah. um which we probably messed it up somehow of course because you know they're they're the professionals. Craig, yeah. Craig and them are the professionals. For sure. Now, it's I, but you know we're missing a little bit of the sweetness. But other than that, I agree. It's it's a really good beer. I could have a few of these and yep. the eight percent is sneaky mm-hmm. in a way. So yeah. I I will say uh, shout out to Kevin, Mike, Scott, yep, and Craig over at Social Fox for allowing us to do this super awesome collaboration beer with them uh, to have us in the process uh, at on Brew Day um and uh host the event for the you know some variants that are coming out yeah. here in the little in the future here um, seems like we're not the only ones liking them luckily because i was you know sometimes i can't tell me when we've had a chance to go to a brewery and really like talk to the guys you know yeah. guys or girls talk to the the brewing crew mm-hmm. the, the people there but also kind of chance taken i can't tell if like it's just because we're a podcast that mm-hmm. talks about them or not. But like I said, no, it definitely seems like the other people around that have had a chance to have social Fox are also really loving what they're yeah. doing. So clearly we're not the only ones to see that they're doing a great job down there of putting out good beer, being great for the community. We yep. talk a lot about community being a big part of craft beer. And so, like I said, it seems like they're doing great things for both the community and, and everything around Norcross. So yeah. yeah, appreciate the, appreciate the love and the, the working with us on yeah. this collaboration. I think we did a good job. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Multi Goodness Podcast. Uh, remember, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or on Facebook at Multi Goodness, or on Instagram at Multi Goodness Podcast. Uh, also, we have a contact form. Feel free to reach out to us. Let us know about styles you want us to try, breweries you want us to talk to, beer topics you want us to discuss, or even just drop a line, say hello, uh, say, you know, I really enjoyed this episode. We have, we've actually had a lot of people write in Chris lately and it's been really, uh, cool to interact with a lot of the people who are listening mm-hmm. to the show. Um, so we, we'd love that. Uh, we, you know, we think, we think the we're dialogue. pretty cool, pretty cool guys, uh, and that we, we can strike up a conversation with anybody. So we like to think that we have witty banter and good dad jokes, I, yeah, but it, yeah, who knows? Um, only, listeners, only you the tell audience us. will tell. I was going to say, listeners, you tell us if that is true. Yeah. Uh, a, another special thanks to social Fox for allowing us to collaborate on this beer with them. Um, n- next week's episode is also going to be a really great episode where we try some of the variants that we have of this beer. Um, and we will be live at social fox as well um and remember we have a few things of merch chris we're working on a little bit more uh hopefully here soon uh, think we keep saying that we're but, gonna keep know, yeah so we yeah. keep saying that but maybe uh, but eventually like, yeah. we'll actually um yeah. you know things for you guys to rock and and support us uh, a little bit um and we got some really cool stuff coming up in this season uh we've been the most planned season of any season of the multi-goodness podcast at this point chris we have a lot of things already stored we have a lot of things already ready to go um and we've so pretty really much excited. already planned the entire season yeah. for a change yeah. the only thing we're, we are looking for again like i said your feedback because yeah. we would love to know technically we have we want to know where in the world we should go yeah. next for beer. That's the, the one thing we haven't planned is where in the world are we going to go next? Uh, yeah, drop us a line with some uh, breweries from around the world, uh, different countries or things you want us to try. We will definitely try to find those, pick them up and uh, taste them for you and talk about them. Um, but uh, as always, Chris, any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? No, I'm glad we finally got to do the wee heavies, to be yeah. honest. No witty, no uh, witty remarks on this one other than, um, yeah, 
too many of these these uh, oot your faces and you'll be oot your face. Yeah, for sure. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.